You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach talking Toronto Blue Jays with MLB.com's Blue Jays B reporter, Gregor Chisholm. Gregor, the, uh, the Jays are a little further than a lot of teams as far as games played, but it's still basically the halfway point in the season. So we're going to do a little look back, look ahead, midterm talk. Um, first of all, what, what's the biggest pleasant surprise for the 2015 Blue Jays at this point? Well, I think everyone kind of went into this year knowing that the offense was going to be a strength, but I think what the, the biggest surprise to me is the contributions that the Blue Jays have been getting from guys who aren't those you know elite type hitters that everybody expected going into the year. I mean, Michael Saunders was supposed to be uh, you know a key part of this offense, uh, and Chris Colabello coming in has really kind of uh, changed things for the Blue Jays. And whether or not he can keep that up in the second half is, is certainly you know, uh, up for debate, but, you know, the fact of the matter is they've got a lot of value out of him so far, uh, and he's really kind of, you know, settled down that lineup. And then you have other guys in there, too, that weren't expected to be huge performers, like a Kevin Pillar. He was supposed to be the fourth outfielder on this team, and, uh, you know, he's a guy who really came on strong. Uh, you know, obviously with the glove, we've seen so many highlight reel plays that he's made this year, uh, but the bat as well. I mean, he went through a little bit of slump in, in May, but other than that, uh, he's been a very consistent performer for those teams. So, you know, the, the outfield component with, with Kevin Pillar and, and Chris Colabello, to me, has been a, a pretty big surprise. And on the opposite end, what's the biggest disappointment for this club so far? You know, I, I really think there's I mean, one guy would be Drew Hutchison. Uh, you know, he's, he's someone who, you know, got the opening day start. I think everyone kind of expected him to, to take his game to a new level this year, and it, and it just hasn't happened in, in, in the first half. And, you know, sometimes easy to forget. Uh, just how young this guy is, because you know he's always had that presence of, of kind of being a veteran guy, but he but he's not. And and even before, uh, you know, the Tommy John surgery a couple of years ago, he had very limited experience in the big leagues. And you know, while last year was a good you know stepping stone for him, um, you know this year he just hasn't been able to to continue that progression. And uh, you know that's a big blow to the Blue Jays rotation uh, because he was supposed to be a real prime chip along with uh, guys like R.A. Dickey and, and Mark Burley and. Uh, it, the consistency just hasn't been there from start to start. We've seen flashes of it. There was a complete game shutout over Chicago earlier this year, uh, but overall, the performance on the road, uh, you know, with the ERA above nine, uh, it's just not getting it done for this team. Yeah, going back almost two months, it really is almost every other start. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. It, it's it, it's almost predictable in it in its up and downness. Um, are, are, are they getting any closer to even having a read as to what's going on, as to what happens when it goes wrong or what happens when it goes right? Is, it, is there any read even just on what's going on here? Well, you know, just talking with uh, you know, pitching coach Pete Walker, uh, you know, a couple days ago, uh, you know, he really thinks that they need to do some work on the changeup, and it's a pitch that they've been trying to get him to throw. Um, and he hasn't had a lot of confidence in it. And, it's, you know, it's, that's a problem when you're trying to throw a pitch and you don't have confidence in it. That's not going to lead to very good results. But they, it's something that they really want him to work on. And uh, they think that he needs something more consistently than, than the fastball and just the slider. And so they're really trying to put an emphasis on him getting to use that more. I think you're probably going to see that more in, in the second half. But, uh, you know, overall, I think a lot of his problems have come down to, you know, the, the walks haven't been high. Uh, but the command within the strike zone has, has been a major issue. There's just the fastball command hasn't been there. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll come and go at times. Uh, and, you know, 
And unlike last year, he was always the kind of guy who seemed like no matter what was happening, happening, he never let a, an inning get away from him. Now it's the complete opposite. When an inning starts going sideways, uh, you know, you can, you can almost see it in his face even a little bit that, you know, the, the confidence isn't quite there like it used to be in the past. And a lot of those innings uh, where in the past he would have been able to get out of some of those jams uh, seemed to go sideways in a hurry, and, that, and that's led to a lot of difficulty in his part. This, the next question on the, on my sort of checklist here um, is a weird one for the Blue Jays because the question is, how is it that they got exactly where they are? But the Blue Jays, more than almost any other team, I'm not even sure exactly where they are. They, they've got the best run differential in the American League by a lot, and mm-hmm. they're two games over 500 and a game and a half out of first place. So um, they're really a Rorschach test. And, and so I'd almost preface it by saying when you look at this team, where are they? Are they? Is this is this a team that's in the hunt? Is this a team that's struggling? Is it all of the above? Where is this team right now, as far as you're concerned? And that's the really confusing part. And, and you know, last year, you know, I think a lot of people think of this team right now, um, you know, being a better overall team than they were last year. But you know, if you actually look at the record, you know, the, the 2014 record was was better at this point in time uh, than this team. Uh, you know. Uh, that changed going into the All-Star break last year because of you know a prolonged losing streak that they had, and then they never really got things back on track. But the, the fact of the matter is, last year's team uh, overall was was much better um, than the first half of, of 2015. Um, you know, the reason they are where they are right now is obviously the lineup. Uh, you know, they have the best you know offense in, in baseball, and, and that kind of speaks for itself. Uh, but the pitching staff just hasn't been able to to find any real kind of consistency. I mean, Mark Burley has been one of the only uh, reliable performers in the rotation. Uh, you know, R.A. Dickey had a disappointing uh, first half. I mean, you could easily put him up there with, with one of the bigger surprises along with a guy like Hutchinson in terms of the underperformers uh, of the first half. Uh, but, you know, really one through five, Burley's been the only guy that they've been able to rely on consistently. Uh, and then you go into the bullpen, and, and Roberto Osuna has been the only guy down there um, that has been, you know, a guy that – John Gibbons has been able to trust on a regular basis. You know, it, it would be remarkable to think about where this team would be if not for Roberto Osuna, and he's a guy who's 20 years old and never pitched above Class A before this year, um, and he's really been kind of a saving grace for them down there. Uh, but they just haven't been able to get you know, the production from the other guys. You know, Brett Cecil struggled for a long time this year. Aaron Loop went through some of his battles. And Steve Delabar has been up and down. It's just you know, overall, they haven't been getting the pitching performances they need. Uh, to really take advantage of that uh, great lineup. And so that's why you've seen uh, problems in one-run games. And, you know, it seems like the Blue Jays either blow teams out or, uh, you know, they've uh, found ways to lose those type ball games. And that, that kind of explains the run differential as well. Give me one top storyline to watch for this team in the second half. Uh, I think the, I think a lot of it's going to depend on what Anthopolis is, is able to because I think this year more than ever, uh, I, I think is, is going to be a time when the Blue Jays are really, really active. And so, it, obviously, the pitching is, is certainly one thing to watch. Um, Hudson, I think they really need to have him turn around. But internally, uh, one guy to watch uh, in the second half would be Aaron Sanchez because um, he's a guy who could potentially be an answer to either the rotation or the bullpen. And I think that really his role will depend on whether uh, the Blue Jays are at, able to add a couple of starters. Realistically, they probably only add one. Uh, so that might mean he tries to come in and, and be that solidifying force uh, in the rotation. Uh, if they're not able to find any bullpen pieces in the next few weeks, 
uh, then then there's a chance that he ends up there, and he could be a guy that they're looking to, to pair with Roberto Osuna to be kind of you know the solidifying force down there. So I think he's a really big wild card for the second half. First and foremost, they need to get him healthy, but it, it's starting to look that he'll be back around hopefully uh, the you know the July 31st trade deadline. So. You know, he's going to partner up with whatever Anthopoulos is able to add from outside the organization, and they'll go from there. This is, to some extent, closely connected to what you're just talking about. But um, what's a what's a, a a move, either internal or external, that people should be watching for for this team in the second half? I think really it's going to be, uh, you know, the I think ultimately the, it's the starting rotation more than first and foremost. You know, Anthopoulos is. You know, talked about the bullpen a little bit, uh, but you know, it really seems like the the shift has focused. Uh, the, the focus has shifted rather, sorry, uh, from uh, you know the bullpen to uh, the rotation. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what he can put together. But I think this is really going to be the year you're going to see some of those prospects uh, move in order to make those uh, necessary changes. Uh, and, and you know, it could involve guys that we've already seen up here, uh, guys who in the past were untouchable. Uh, like a Daniel Norris, um, someone like that, uh, Matt Boyd, who made a, a brief appearance at the big league level. There, there's going to be some guys who previously were considered untouchable uh, who probably no longer are because, you know, all bets are off going in uh, into that trade deadline. Uh, and, you know, more than ever, uh, Anthopolis really has to kind of rise to the occasion and find a way to take advantage of this core that he currently has in place because, you know, guys like Batista only under contract for, you know, an this the rest of this year and then next year as well, Encarnacion as well. Uh, I mean, the time to win for this organization really is now, um, and that's something you need to, to look into. So give me a prediction. Where does this team finish the year? I think they will find a way uh, to sneak into the, the postseason just because I think the division is so much up for grabs. I mean, you, know, you kind of looked around the league, and it was kind of, in my opinion, kind of only a matter of time before uh, the Rays started to struggle, especially with the injuries that they've had, and we've seen that recently. I just have a hard time to believe that the Yankees will be able to keep up that uh, consistent production in, in the second half. And you know, that lineup is just going to keep the Blue Jays in you know, every single game. Now, it's kind of hard to make the prediction now because – you know, it really does depend on what they do. Uh, there's no question that they need to add at least a couple of pieces. But, you know, I really do think that this is the year they do it because I think so much is riding on this season. You know, we go went into this year and a lot of people were saying, you know, this is a make-or-break year for Anthopolis. Um, he has to make the postseason in order to keep his job. Uh, so there's really motivation there to give up some pieces for the future to fill the immediate need now. So... I think that they are going to take the division, um, but it's not going to be easy, and I think it's going to be a situation where, at the very least, this is going to be the first time probably since uh, 1993 that the Blue Jays have really played meaningful games in September uh, because that, even last year when they went on such a nice run, they were really out of it by the time September rolled around. I don't think they are going to be in that situation this year uh, just because of the way the rest of the division is shaping up. All right, well, Gregor Chisholm, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.